0: Welcome to Bid on You, the podcast, where we help you navigate the chaos of life and experience the bliss of backing yourself. Hosted by yours truly, Marissa Lee. It's time to bid on you. So let's start the show. Thank you so much. You're literally on vacation. I thought you were just bopping about because you know you're a traveler, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. And then literally I saw your Instagram. I was like, not her doing this literally in between her rest and relax yeah. girl no i wish i don't know how to
1: just have vacations okay i have been still shooting so much content out here right. because life, my job does not allow for just two weeks of no
0: work so. <laughs> nothing sorry you must be doing something oh my gosh i feel exactly. that so i appreciate you <laughs> so much First of all, okay. I so we need to have like a normal non-podcast catch-up, honey, because I just keep up with your Instagram and I'm like, what? hello and welcome back to Bid on You. We are doing a little bit of a different format today with Miss Recording because we have an iconic guest with us who really is just that girl. And when you're that girl, you're all over the world, Mars. So she's <laughs> joining us from South Africa. We had to figure out these time zones. So I will let her introduce herself. But today we're going to be talking about, in the spirit of Black History Month, loving the skin you're in, especially as Black women. So I will give mm-hmm. it away to Miss Lyric, to introduce herself, tell us who she is, what she does, the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is
1: Lyric Mariah. I also, Phoenix, Phoenix Soul, whatever are. y'all. Have you know me? If you That's got me on fine. Own. all the names. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm a model, photographer sometimes, um, styling, you know, creative girl, content, extravagant. I was joking, but no, yeah, oh, I'm dude. American. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> the okay. girl is taking okay. pictures. You've okay. probably seen her on Savage X Fenty's website, really everything, honey. Every time I go somewhere, I'm like, damn, hey, um, is anybody else working? Because you have all of the jobs, the girls. So the girls might be sick when they watch this, but that's their business. So doesn't concern us. <laughs> Amazing. So before we get <laughs> right into the mix of the questions, we're going to do our members of the month segment. Today, we're just going to shout out the one and the only Megan the Stallion. I, have you heard the new single? I haven't yet. So once we get off of this, do you know yes. I haven't <laughs> listened to it? Okay, I haven't listened to it all the way through. But the girls mm. were informing me on Twitter of like the parts that stand out, so that's why I know it's it's true tea. Like it's giving rap dis.
1: I'm literally, I feel like I can just wait for all of like the next two hours, and it'll be all over TikTok, and then I'll get the. Exactly.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, you could just wait for the digest. But basically, yeah, kind of like coming for the people that came for her first. So mm-hmm. don't come for me unless I send for you. Um, and I, I, I love Meg. I am a hottie like I really love her I feel like she has had a shit hand in the sense of like losing her parents and then being shot and then not being believed which is fitting for today's conversation yeah, as well. yeah. so just shout out her as like I hate the whole strong black woman like we don't feel the same and bleed from our feet <laughs> the same right. way but I love her and so I just wanted to give her her flowers because she deserves. And I hate that we have to fight for every little thing in life, but. Yeah,
1: or like it always, something always has to have been, like we had to have done something to deserve something. And it's like. Yeah, like
0: okay. what do you do to make someone shoot you? Yeah, and, and oh, who cares funny. what she did? Like, I Hello? don't, don't I in that in man's face, face. Like, you're shooting a woman. <laughs> like that's crazy and you want me to call you a man get out of here anyway and you're shooting anyone first of all you're going you're shooting to anybody jail. you're in jail yeah. so yeah if, if you're watching bit on you from the Rex room or whatever they have from the yard be blessed okay so <laughs> not the yard shout out shout out everybody oh up. that's how it sounds like it's like free him but it's not at all free, no it's not free, free. Uh, <laughs> amazing so we're gonna get into it loving the skin you're in so first question out of the gate since you share it with the people that you are the model this generation's tyra but not crazy um maybe even eva but not me so we'll see we have to come up with a new tag for you but what would you say is the biggest misconception that people have about modeling
1: uh that you're always working (laughs) and that they're not true like most models I think they will book like a huge job and then it doesn't that that campaign doesn't even go live for like months and then it goes live and people are like oh like you must be just so booked and it's like I probably haven't even
0: gotten paid for that yet like and I'm Uh, like no oh oh. you're like little do you know I'm actually like oh glad y'all have it up because my bank account yeah so yeah okay amazing. it, like, so it are really busy but it may be not as yeah. busy as it seems okay yeah do you feel like that is across the board like once you're deeper into your career or like early days or is it just kind of the same always
1: I think that it's changed because in the beginning of my career I was not nearly as busy as people thought mm-hmm. like especially because I had just moved to LA and like 2018 and everyone assumed, cause I was constantly um, shooting content or shooting right. with like photographers, but that was translating into bookings and it wasn't. <laughs> um, so I was like, no, I have a great portfolio, but uh, okay. I wasn't getting signed like right. nothing. And by the end of, then I, I did end up getting um from a casting. I wasn't signed at the time, but I got booked for a brand that shall remain nameless at this point but uh okay. and they they were like my first start of like having a consistent modeling job and okay. then i ended up getting signed in 2019 however same that same kind of idea of looking busy so like people getting a whole bunch of pr and like packages doesn't mean you're getting paid and booking so Hello. No, absolutely. And I feel
0: like these days, everybody gets, I mean, I don't say everybody, but a lot of people get PR, you know what I mean? Like everyone is like an at-home model versus the actual skill of being, and don't even let me get into runway. I'm like, there's just nobody in here, truly.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It's actually really upsetting, frustrating. Yeah. Yes, it is. All the girls can't do it. That's just what we want to put out today. So we're going to move into a little more you personally. So these are just kind of like random and chaotic. And then later, like when there's a brand question, if you can't answer, we can just I and cut all this out. So in the spirit of loving ourselves and our own beauty, what's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Um, the best compliment I've ever received... Uh. <laughs> I think I don't I don't have like a singular one. I would just say compliments where people speak more about my character
0: mm. to just like
1: really fill me up and mm. I think um yeah, anything where someone is like actually being able to like say like oh, you actually make a difference in my life so or uh those compliments where people are saying that I kind of resonate like a good energy towards them or that they feel like not that I'm a good person because that's such a watered term, but like, like just,
0: yeah. When people kind of see more Your energy is good. Yeah.
1: For yeah. Sure. I, I love that. I think my, actually now saying, I think my favorite compliment that I've ever gotten, I don't even know if it was a compliment. Honest, <laughs> you said was, that's how I took it. <laughs> yeah, that's how, exactly. Cause period. When well, you know, yourself, what else? So, right. um, uh, was, Someone telling me that my it, like my energy is really, really loud. So if I'm mm-hmm. happy or if I'm upset, like it is so apparent, even if I'm smiling or like no matter what, that like they can really like cut it, it with like a knife. Like that's how wow. like like um heavy my energy is when I'm around. <laughs> so yeah, it's real
0: thick. It's real I thick. Feel like I feel like I would probably be the same. Like you know what's going on. And I just feel like but I think it's when you're an energetic, like high energy talker, et cetera. You have one day where it's yeah. like, I'm just not in the mood to talk. And everyone's like, what's wrong? It's like, damn, am I care? Yeah. All of the rooms that I go into? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, for real. Like,
1: for can real. I and i love have
0: a day off.
1: Yeah. It's a tough one, though,
0: because you do feel like you can't rest. And like, if you're having a bad day, <laughs> then like, you're the bad person. Like, Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> sure. I feel like that is also. A lot of conditioning, like I was talking, the episode that's coming out today, the guy was talking about like deconditioning himself from all of the things that, like, especially as I call it, recovering people pleasers. It's just like, is that how I actually feel? Is this how I actually want to show up in a space, especially as Black Mm -hmm. women, or is it just how I feel that I must show up in this space in order to like be allowed to be in it, be accepted? Some things I think are so ingrained in us that that might not even be the case anymore but it's like subconscious yeah. do you know what i mean like we've yeah. ourselves to the point where like society doesn't even have to anymore hate that, that that's, yeah i hate that for us too like i'll literally yeah. work like i don't have a fake smile left to give no
1: i i think i've always been very like i i learned this years ago um when i was working at chipotle and i actually remember this lesson and it, I didn't even know it was some things happen in your life that you never even think that will like stick right. in your,
0: oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> your
1: breath yeah and this was one of those moments that stuck like I was I used to work at Chipotle mm-hmm. I just go off of you treat people like family my right. mom's from the south so I right. grew up around southern family that's just how you act mm-hmm. and I remember you know my, the guests that would come in, they always knew me. I was always really sweet and friendly. And one day, you know, I, I'm there and I'm just really not in a good mood. And my manager comes up to me he's like, Hey, like you need to be smiling. And you need to be like making our guests feel like welcomed and happy. And I remember like looking at him and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and smile. None of the guests feel like, you know, none of the guests can feel that. None of the guests oh, feel disrespected. Right. None of the guests feel like they're not receiving like top tier customer service. I like, mm-hmm. don't have to smile in order for them to feel appreciated for being here and yeah. like, and still receive good customer service.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like, are they relying on me? Like, is the whole yeah. establishment based on me giving them a smile that they're gonna get what they came here for? Then that's kind of insane. Like, why is it all- there? Yeah, um,
1: exactly. So
0: I disagree. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a favorite brand that you've ever worked with? Or a favorite. (laughs) I
1: I actually mean this in the most like grateful way. Uh, I've worked with so many brands and they are all genuinely aside from one. I can truly think of they've all been so great and like genuine and I, I got to shoot with that I always wanted to would have been like Victoria's Secret and Savage. Uh, those are definitely yeah. like jaw droppers for me. But I've right. I, I genuinely love working with everybody I've ever worked with. So, not to be corny,
0: yeah. that's such a good like pageant answer. But I'm I'm happy that it's true though. It's- <laughs> but it's true. I promise. I promise. Oh, that's what I, for the record. I did say there's one that okay. did not make that list. Right. Who shall remain nameless. So, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, amazing. So, we'll get a little deeper. How did you, growing up, or like, just, I know you said, like, your mom's from the South. So, same. That that comes with a different myriad of experiences, especially as a little Black girl. But in general, how did you learn to love your own beauty growing up? And beauty, obviously, is subjective. It could be, like, what I look like, my body internally which we sort of talked about what was that journey like for you and how did you finally which I don't want to say like I don't want to speak for you and say you've mastered it because I feel like some days I'm like you that girl and then some days I'm like some days I'm like Megan I will say
1: honestly kind of piggybacking off of my mom being from the south and you know my mom was born very quick backstory she was uh, born in the 70s and she's half black half white she was put up for adoption and back then in the south that wasn't really a thing like the whole mixed race thing and that's also a part of the reason why she she was given up for adoption um and Mm. so then when she was finally adopted and at at two years old she was adopted pretty early and i know for her Mm. it was such a struggle being a half-mixed you know girl in the south and like learning to love herself and her hair so i think for me my journey if i'm being super transparent when i was a little girl and i was raised in an all-white nation yeah, i white. wanted to be
0: white uh okay. um, it, yeah. it, it, <laughs> the way zoom was like no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> no i know right facts anyway i'm screaming so, <laughs> yes yeah, so, and I, I literally yeah of course like you're a product you are product. you
1: really are and i remember like very vividly being in art class like in elementary school, like, you know, when you have mm-hmm. to draw like your self portrait, I would always, right. always draw myself with str- long, straight hair all the time. And I like that was yeah. no. Um, and I will say though, <laughs> my mom was very diligent. Like, my first insecurity growing up was not my hand or my leg, it was my race, like a thousand and ten percent. And it's very interesting that most wow. people think it's the other way around, but no, I mean, I think I, because especially a part of me kind of, as a kid, you almost feel like even if I was white, then maybe they wouldn't care about this so much, right? Because like, they always get a pass for everything. So mm-hmm. maybe this wouldn't matter. Um, and so. Yeah. I just. You're making me
0: cry. No, no, no. <laughs> that me, so but that was like. That but is so it is, right? So yeah.
1: it's just like, and I, I remember like um, my mom was very she was just really diligent on her teachings. She was the reason that my elementary school even had a Black, um, a Black History Month lesson. Because when we first got to that neighborhood and that school, my mom, in, in February, we came home and she asked, what did we learn? And we were like, oh, nothing. We don't, you know, I don't. So she went to the school that next morning because my mother, Black military Southern. Okay,
0: listen. my parents (laughs) stayed up at the school, honey. Yeah, I think her biggest
1: fear of moving us into like that type of neighborhood was that we would lose the fact of like that we are Black. And so I'll tell you this. They told my mom, I will never forget being in that principal's office and them telling my mom, like they don't have one because at that time, it was just me, my brother, and one other black guy in the entire school, and so they didn't have. And, and but I'll tell you this: by the end of that week, we were learning about Captain Lou.
0: Okay, y'all had on say cloth. Y'all, I'm screaming <laughs> by the end of the week. Everybody said, <laughs> "Like my look, she's a pioneer, baby." <laughs> you know, had a little blonde hair I blue and out. Here to talk about we shall overcome. She didn't have time. I'm screaming. She said, I don't have time. Yeah. No. Okay. No. That is so. And you know what? I feel like as I'm getting older, and I've talked about this before, like being a little Black girl is such a different experience than being like a Black man or even a young Black woman versus like Mm -hmm. adult. And they're all different and nuanced in their ways. But I feel like the thing that I miss the most, obviously being across the country, now you're (laughs) out of the country, so even worse, (laughs) but I just really miss. That feeling of like, even though I know my parents are there, they love me. Thank God they're here on Earth with us. But it's just like, I don't no, they used to just be able to send an email, pull up to the school. They rode for me and yeah. my brother. Like there was never a doubt in my mind that, okay. You wait, to, yeah. you wait till my mama get up. You wait yeah. till my daddy, till they come up here and get on you. And of course, there's always like a white assistant principal that just busts out crying. You weren't crying when you were treating my children like this. You weren't crying when you weren't allowing any black girls on the cheerleading team. Like everybody was yeah. chill. But now we come up here asking questions and now you cry. And my mama used to have to tell my daddy, stop that. Yeah. fall for it. <laughs> like I learned a lot I, from that. And it's like, I miss that. Like, I wish my mom could email my that, mom. No, so, for real. So, and
1: I think as a, as Growing up as a, now being an an adult, right? When I right. think about my childhood as a black as a, as a young black girl, and I think about my friends' childhoods, and I think mm-hmm. about every and little girls that I see now, it is it's almost yeah. infuriating, even to this day, how little girl little black girls are not actually allowed to just be little girls, period. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. because there's always actual adults who mm-hmm. always look at you as like little villains, or little fast right. girls, or little like, you know, whatever. Right. And right. it's just like I don't feel like little black girls ever have a shot at just being like just normal little girls. You can't go outside with your hair looking a mess because then you are making the family look bad. You can't like, you know, like there's right. always right. something. I
0: think, you just yeah. yeah. So it is. It's just, we don't get to like roll no. in the dirt and lose no. the shovel. And be told how cute you no. the cake, Like, and not that we want to do that, because that's how you get a ringworm. I'm sure. Like I don't really know the source of ringworm, but I can remember growing up thinking everything was yeah. the source. So and you also it. just grow up, but you
1: know, like we I think you awesome. also just grow up realizing, and I, I use the word realizing because it is it's becomes so apparent that everything we are and have is only ever accepted when it's on another race, and it's so frustrating, and it's just like and I do love, and I think even for myself, because I, you know, studied Black history in college, and like, it's actually a huge right. passion of mine. And I've taken, I spent a lot of money yeah. learning about our history. That even I get invalidated yeah. because of my skin tone and because of like things of that nature. So I'm, it's almost mm. like once you pass mm. being a little kid, now you have to kind of pass a whole nother realm of being a Black woman. So, like, right. Right.
0: Yeah, especially with us having grown up in predominantly yeah. white areas, there is an internal bullshit that we have to deal with, uh, internalism within our own race of like, oh, you sound white or oh, you yeah. da, 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 da. it's like, what? first of all, first of all, we need to throw that the all window. the way out because sounding educated <laughs> yeah. and pronouncing your words all the way through is yeah. not a white normative. That's not exclusive that's to white people. So that's an insult to our own race yeah. when we say that, A. Hey. But it's just Absolutely. You almost end up feeling and I've talked I've like seen this on TikTok of like the black suburban girls where it's like they kind of experience similar to like the mixed race girl yeah. concept of you're not black enough. Mm-hmm. You're not white enough sort of thing. Um, and I think I mean, you have to come into your own. Like for me, obviously, I think there was a time where I was just surrounded by people that didn't look like me. And that was fine. Like I. Hmm. it was fine fine is a good (laughs) word for it because i feel like now i really value and that was something i really wanted in la is to have like that from all over. And I love that I do. But obviously, you know, in college, I was president of 400 white women. And so that was a totally different experience. Because even with that, it's like, okay, now you've gotten to this quote, unquote, level that they haven't even reached, but you still don't get like asked to the same parties or like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there was still always a around it, but not quite of it feeling. And then obviously, then there's Black side of campus or black UA is what it's called. And they're like, what's your vibe? Yeah. Are you going to be, you know what I mean? You have to prove yourself to them, that like you're down and you get it. And you're actually just trying to like open doors. And so it's just honestly it's exhausting. exhausting. <laughs> and I agree with you. Like from childhood on, yeah. it's like, damn, like here's not long enough. Your hair is not straight enough. You, this, you're that, your skin is this, your skin is that. Like literally I can remember my lips being like, I can remember I had some matte <laughs> lipstick. What was the color? Period. Monsty. The way I was. Like, and it was really nude. And I can remember like middle school, high school. I was with my little fellow cheerleaders, honey. And I was like, I can't put this on because it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I was like, oh, giving lip. Those same girls, I can remember who I was with and who I envisioned being like in my mind because my lips were giving full. Are running down to the filler. Locations to this day, like villagers moving all over their face because their lips is, and it's like it actually is such a cognitive no shade to them, but it's actually such a cognitive dissonance to like be like, damn, the thing that I used to be like, and my lips are like, you know, I wouldn't even say they like, whoa, you know, but it's such a cognitive dissonance to have to be like, damn, am I, am I actually? The yeah. I yeah. Otherwise? yeah, but I yeah, yeah, and I don't think anybody wants that to Thanks, be. Right? um
1: no one wants to be, like have black women believe that because then black women would yeah. regain like their power and it's it's crazy to say but I think that in these coming times mm-hmm. even the last like few years all like the hateful comments and all the hateful like movements against us
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I also think how powerful must we all be to have literal movements about like belittling us and keeping us down like I don't see that for any other race or any other gender so. Um I think talk to people of invalidating a black woman even to their features they own the insults that we get when we have them. So I
0: think that somehow
1: uh it's it's very interesting the one-sided way people look at things. Think there's like they are pushed off as bitter and miserable. Yeah, absolutely. Other people
0: and I mean not to be like I am angry, but like that part though. That part black times ten, ten. like no. no whole time. Do be mad. <laughs> do be no, mad. like because you're doing shit to anger me. Like that's why. I, I think I, instead know. of calling Call me, them. I think instead Call of that. calling black women angry, maybe ask them why are you so angry. Then we can have a whole different conversation. But you already know. So that's the other thing is like quit playing in my Yeah. Face. Well, you know what? Sometimes
1: doing. another quick brief lesson is all people need. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Just the bullet point that, like, that, literally the way I'm like, this is what I'm hearing, yeah. and I just do do because just in case you weren't trying to come across this way, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You knew. You just didn't yeah. know if I would know. You tried it. With that, growing up in predominantly spaces that we didn't, we were not the beauty standard, right. quote-unquote, even though Period. we were gag. <laughs> but anyway, to our knowledge and to the girls' knowledge around us, what was dating like for you growing up because me and like some of my best friends from growing up have this joke now about how it was like the Mary Graces and etc and now we're older and those same boys that had the Justin Bieber swoosh <laughs> are like in our DMs and comments and stuff and I'm like <laughs> no yeah I mean, weird but I can remember just and I still, still like, <laughs> I'll be honest with the girl and give vulnerability I still struggle with the like even if it's even if it's not specific to race now, we've done our work, we're growing. But because I know somebody will be in the comments, like, who cares about the white male gay? <laughs> okay. But when you're being conditioned, do you know what I'm saying? There's that thought of like, does he even date black girls? Now I feel that way about mm-hmm. black men. That part, which is a yeah. conversation. Like, hello, so my friend was telling me about this guy that's in the league. And um, I was like, no, he's super cute. I just duh. but then I thought to myself, When he goes to my Instagram, is he going to be like, This isn't giving me like fake foreign BDL. So I don't know, you know? And that's actually insane because your mom, your parents are me. So I mean, (laughs) I think uh, dating for me wasn't that,
1: I mean, I don't want to make it sound like that because then I know people on my, from my high school are going to be like, That's not true. But it's kind of like, like, Weak.
0: She's lying.
1: But it's, (laughs) it's like, Not really. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I had a boyfriend in middle school and he, left me for somebody else and then I had a one more boyfriend in high school and that was my senior year granted like I I will say yeah. I had guys that I liked who acted like they liked me back in high school but it was always so like uh under the cover or hidden and, and I think that's that is what I ended up getting yeah. used to more than anything I think I got more used to just being somebody's like secret or like it not having to be public and you know what i'm saying like that being the norm and like that supposedly being okay i just got conditioned to feeling like i can date somebody but it would be like behind closed doors like i just i never Mm -hmm. i never felt like somebody just wanted to proudly be with me um and then of course like I, i migrated over to college and the experience did change, but I will say that it also changed because the race that I dated also changed. I started dating predominantly Black men in college, and I think that I I did definitely like they were okay with being public, mm-hmm. but then they weren't okay with being official. So it was like, like everything. They were goes like, because I have a
0: few other people that I need to speak with.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you you started to like almost feel like you kind of just force yourself to feel grateful for that um not grateful and then yeah okay and then i think once i started modeling um i my dating life changed but and so did my identity and so did like or how i view my identity and my stands in this world um and yeah now i am in a relationship now which i've Even, like, this week alone, he and I have been talking about, like, how we have been facing.
0: You've been facing so much racism? Yes. (sighs) In, like, in life or in South Africa in particular? In life. So you were saying y'all were discussing sort of getting a little bit of, like, what, weird stares or weird reactions or what, like, what is racism? Yeah, I think more so, um, because obviously once
1: you post on social media and then, like, you tag where you are. I think we've gotten so many just unnecessary and nasty comments and DMs and they have That's all been right. kind of fueled by our race difference. And it's interesting because we've been together for um six months on Sunday period. Okay. But sure.
0: we've been <laughs> <laughs> He better be playing yeah, with some in the background.
1: Okay. He is. <laughs> but like it's it's interesting because um we didn't we both live in we both live in London, so that's Definitely. really not much of a thing out there. Oh, okay. But out here and tagging it and and that I think it has been so apparent in the last week, and it's very weird and odd because you would almost think like we're in two thousand twenty three. For goodness, they say there's no way this is still a problem, and it is. I've, uh, and it, I, it, I've yeah. noticed, yeah, and it. It's only coming from one side, I will say. Um, is it and our it's very? Side? It is our side, <laughs> but it's you know it's it's interesting. It's, it's
0: not just a, idiot. It's,
1: it's our side of men, though.
0: I was gonna say so, I know it's not the women. No, and I, I think and it's, it's men are mad that it's not them. We like I so know. I would take it as that.
1: I will say though, like I've even expressed to my boyfriend and some of my friends, when we talk about it. Um, is I, I do find it interesting kind of how the brain works of the black man sometimes in the sense of when I used to date black well not used to because I obviously mm-hmm. there isn't a used to or it's when I have dated black men or whatever I do feel like I've always been um, shown from them as a mixed race girl like I don't think they've ever allowed me to like stand in my power being a black woman I think they kind of for only the ones that I have dated, because I can't speak for anybody else than who I've dated. It's always been they always like to present me as like their mixed girlfriend or like this light skinned girl, like a prize almost. And like they love the long hair. I my one of my exes offered to get me a BBL. Like I'm not even kidding. Um yeah. So and then I do think on this side come up like
0: do you want to be on I was losing a lot BBL.
1: of weight and I was losing a lot of weight and he said that he didn't mind his exact words. I don't mind you losing weight, but I just don't want you to lose your butt. And he's like, but if you do on accident, I don't mind paying for a BBL. His exact words.
0: And that was the day before Christmas. (laughs) We can't jump past this. Hold on. I have a follow up. So are both of your parents black?
1: No, my mom is half black and half white. Okay. And my dad is black. My dad's fully black.
0: Okay. Okay. So technically, like you really have more percentage from the direct, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why they're trying to act like there's a direct parent. Like, what are they talking about? Weird. And when people
1: ask me, I always say I am black. And I always, always, since I was a child, well, not since I was a child, but since I was an adult, I get met with the exact same response. And that is, really? That's it? And I'm like, yeah,
0: yes, yes, I am.
1: That is (laughs) really crazy,
0: too, because it's like, what does that mean? What? I don't even know. Yeah. I just did my 23rd and I have so much fresh, like, it's not even fresh tea. It's tea that like I knew as lore, but now I'm like, oh, yeah. not being true. But like, I have a friend that I'm really cl- well, co worker turned friend, and she is completely, like, completely passing skin tone. I, when I found yeah. out, I messaged her and I was like, sister, <laughs> I just heard the news. <laughs> like, I had oh, not, like, when I saw yeah. her in the office the next day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But no, just, for real. but she is like you know I keep my good eye because I'm like let me just see if it's going to be giving like 1960s passing and it isn't but it's like jeans just be doing what they want to do but all yeah all I know is, at the end of the day it's like the world is going to see you as black and that's how you present and so it's like also I don't know I just feel like why is that a Hurts to people, like what's wrong with that? Um, I, mean, I know we're very oppressed, so I get it. Yeah. But even growing up, I feel like especially in the south, because there's a lot of like Native American, like um Creek Chicksaw, like all of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And everyone will be like, Well, you know, my grandma Indian, like, what? Like, yeah. Everybody was Indian yeah. back when you said Indian and not indigenous. So like I can Yeah, yeah. It always had to be something to mix <laughs> up like. Yeah. Yeah. And like to that point, it's like just black. It's like
1: Indian or Puerto Rican. So it was like the only two. Everybody got a little bit of one of those.
0: Yeah. We didn't have anybody with the Puerto Rican for real. We started getting Mexican people, obviously lately, but (laughs) growing up, no, I generally used to believe like diversity was like, I mean, obviously I knew there were other races, but like black and white was like what I would see diversity as. And then when I moved to California, I was like, Oh yeah. I've never seen more Asian people anywhere in my whole life so that was eye-opening for me because maybe the Asian population was like one percent in yeah. in Alabama um so what is we talked a little about the negative but what's your favorite part about being a black woman outside of the bullshit the rhythm minus the blues I ain't gonna lie to you
1: I love even the bad part like I love being a black woman
0: mm-hmm. like I
1: love it I actually speak about this often like I could not be more grateful that I was chosen as a black girl. <laughs> I <laughs> I love the way. And I think the reason is like, I do look at everything and I look at how every culture acts and the way you can just see black culture has made its way into everything. Right. And I absolutely love it. And I love that, you know, I can like, I love my loud voice. I love my big hair. I Love, like I love my skin. I love that I can go in the sun and I get nice and darker. But I I love that I change colors. Like I love that. I love the language I'm allowed to use that people aren't allowed to use. Like I (laughs) quite literally. I love. I love everything about my culture, down to the struggle, because that is a part of what makes a culture a culture. Mm -hmm. I know, like it's it. You see people who have it all, quote unquote, and they are the most miserable. I will say I have seen more black people in poverty with smiles on their faces than I have rich white people in billion dollar houses. Right. So I, I absolutely love where I come from. And I love that it is a part of what makes me mean. It's a part of why everything that I went through as a child didn't brave me and and i don't think there's a co- it's a coincidence that god not only gave me a few fingers but he also gave me dark skin like not literal uh-huh. dark skin but like you know black yeah. girl skin like right none of that's a coincidence um and i i i genuinely i am so grateful for it and it's funny being here in africa and i think being here in, in south africa it just it does it you love it because you're in somewhere that like, your people started from. Right. And, but then you have like the flip side of the hurt and like the sadness that you see when you see them, some of them still like having to beg so deeply and work so hard and get so little, like, and you almost feel like when you come here of all places, they should be the main ones living the life of luxury. Like, um, but then and even true. like my boyfriend, so Mitchell, and,
0: um, <laughs>
1: But but I will say, even my boyfriend mentioned this. He's like, but you still see so many smiles on everybody's faces. You don't see people walking around looking defeated. Right. And it just adds to the the beauty of of the Black person. And you don't have to be African, for the record. You can just be Black. Like, all of that is beautiful. I've been doing it. So, yeah.
0: I feel like, the communal environment that still persists in places like Africa is a huge difference maker. Like, I think that was what was so big for our culture in general is, like, it takes a village, like, literally, we all, yeah, we may have been being oppressed, but, like, you had your grandma and your uncle and your cousins, like, you know what I'm saying, and so we had each other in a way that, like, even from when we were brought over here, right, like, we came from different tribes, but then we very quickly were, like, we lost, you know, switching up, because we had to be, you know, and I feel like now with individualist society and just, like, being beat down and being obviously nothing is by coincidence being oppressed in a way that made us you know kind of have this like black woman versus black man black women versus all that bullshit like I feel like that is just robbing the richness of our culture which is each other you know what I mean which is like us being like if my fellow man is falling then so am I um and obviously there's always been like colorism etc from the start, but where did that come from? So it's just all it's just choice yeah. But I definitely feel like I've, you know, my, my cousin that lives in London mm-hmm. near y'all, she's in Richmond. But okay, she, um, which is very. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where do you live, honey? I don't see anybody looks like. <laughs> Let me get on the tube. But anyway. Because I was getting nervous, which is so funny versus like what my everyday environment used to be. Yeah. Or like, even if you go back on my Instagram from college, it's like, and now I'm like, what? what's going on? No that's Inglewood really quick and feel something. Um, I, I feel more comfortable. I
1: agree. <laughs> I, I fully I understand. Right. Yes. Exactly.
0: It's just like you get tired. I think overall, it's like, that's what I guess. If I just say what I love about being a black woman, a lot of it is everything that you said, but it's also just knowing like nobody is you. Like that's your superpower, really, is no one could ever wear the blueprint, you know? And I think once you figure that out, it's actually a really beautiful like comeback kid story from going from being younger and believing that you really weren't it to growing up and being like the jig is up. and like right that truth. I wish that for everyone. And like when I see a little, little girls, period. But when I see a little black girl, I'm like, I love your hair. You look so cute. Like I want to pour into them because that's like the world's going to do the opposite. I don't want to cry. Right.
1: No, 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 I feel that though.
0: So it's like, as soon as you can start doing that, you know what I mean? And I, I think we've come a long way, like Ariel and doll, I'll go in the choice section sometimes and target out of, you know, boredom. But also I'm like, let's see what the kids are playing with. <laughs> Me, a child. Yeah. And I'm like, "Whoa, like we did not have even like trans representation, body diversity, skin diversity. we did not have that growing like a few years ago, twenty years ago, there was no Barbie that really like, you know what I mean? you had to go out of your way to look for dolls that looks like us. The magazine covers did not look like us.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I
0: mean <laughs> two thing- there was things no on, on my magazine cover
1: <laughs> I mean the the crazy thing is like one in London, right before I got here, like a few weeks before I got here, mm-hmm. I was walking, and I saw this little, you know, this little white girl, and she had a black baby doll, like a black what baby doll, and when I say hey, that little girl was hanging on to that doll for dear life, she did not want to let it go. It was I so effing cute. Yeah! yeah. And, and, you know, you looked at her, I looked at her parents, because I don't know, sometimes I do think you can kind of tell if parents are very like, quote unquote progressive, but no, she looked like, she looked like the type of woman that if I would have never seen her daughter with a black doll, I would have, I would Mm -hmm. think that they don't even talk about that in that household. Like that, that was really nice. And then, you know, yeah, you do. I think what I've learned to do outside of complimenting little black girls and little girls in general is I just learned how far Smile goes, and when I do see like little girls, I just stop and smile, or right? I like, like, you know, they'll look at me and, like I'll just smile, like you see. Yeah, I remember being a kid and looking at older women yeah. in general and just being like, You were so effing cool, I want to do what you're oh doing, especially God.
0: if you believe it's me, you now. know.
1: I'm and old. so now I just, when I'm looking at them, I just like look and like see them staring off, smile, like they always like okay. give you like the cutest little girl smile back, and oh, I think that. Uh, you know, you're just you're teaching them in a weird way that like kindness goes a long way. And like. For them to like be able to react with a smile, mm-hmm. that's beautiful, like at least you got to smile today. Don't know if you if, even look, not every little kid is guaranteed a smile every day. Right. right. And that's really unfortunate. That's um, so it's nice to kind of try to give that. And as far as representation, I mean. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I grew up with that triple whammy I was like you know a woman had a, a physical difference and I was black I was like well we don't yeah. see a lot of any of you
0: could have been queer just to make just to really get it all in there yeah yeah could have been <laughs> tried tried it wasn't for me but <laughs> no, I I was like, why don't we just complete the square <laughs> But damn, you know? here we are with these men that we like for whatever reason. It's unfortunate. Yeah, for whatever. Nice in the background, <laughs>
1: but um, yeah. So, and I I struggle with that now. Seeing how you, you'd be surprised, I think, especially with me being in this industry and have been in it so long, mm-hmm. seeing how far away we still are, mm-hmm. and like, especially for like limb difference, I feel like we are. Constantly being stepped over and like like we'll we'll get back to this. We're gonna be super diverse with everything else, but we will, we're gonna have to come back to
0: the mm. different group. Well, like one thing at a time, sort of thing.
1: It's weird because almost yes, but then in the same yeah. hand, it seems like the Vitilago, the plus size, the trans, right. the right. You know, the um, multi race. Like we're able to kind of grab all of that in there. I've noticed somehow, some way, the idea of somebody just naturally being born with different hands keeps getting stepped over or missed or or confused. And even for me, I've noticed in my career, because either they didn't realize it, like it's not being shown. It's because my leg looks, you know, normal. Most people don't even notice or, or don't pay attention. Or I've been passed on jobs because I don't have a leg that looks more obvious and in your face. And I'm like, OK, so we're not allowed to just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's giving either you're going to look disabled or we're not going
0: to, like, show that at all. So which is why like, the whole point is to show normalcy period like that. You know what I'm saying? And not to be like, look how different this is. We're so cool. Which I will say this is not even on the list. But do you feel like, you know, in 2020, especially kind of even when like Savage first came on the scene, Fenty first came on scene, etc. I feel like there was a big push to like be inclusive and have like all of this diversity, different forms of diversity. And lately it just feels like it's regressing almost getting worse. You know, is that just me? Or like what would be your perspective actually? Because I feel like if you're saying you feel that it's still being passed over, do you think it changed for a bit and it's reverting? No, no.
1: And I, I actually got asked this question uh, years ago when I did when I first did the the Savage Fashion Show mm-hmm. for my Nylon article. And they asked me that. And I said, like, no, I love the opportunity and I love working with them. And I think um, what the creative directors do has absolutely nothing to do with Rihanna as an artist. So I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as like, what these brands do, it's, we are always around for the big show, but we are not around for the every day. And to me, that sounds great. That sounds like, oh, well, they're putting you guys on the big campaigns. No, I'm <laughs> like, no, that is not like, that's not how that works. It's kind of like your boyfriend only ever giving you gifts when it's a holiday, but then Ooh. throughout the day, throughout every other day, you're not getting your you're beautiful. You're not getting any other attention. And that's not fair. And I think it made it even more apparent when the first store came out Mm -hmm. and, you know, the iconic wall with all the different bodies was on there. But Mm -hmm. yet again, what bodies were left out? And that would be limb difference bodies. But Mm -hmm. we're in the campaigns and we're on the runway. But how did we not make the wall? How was that not that discussion within somebody's, you know,
0: like the amount of people that have to approve this? That's Yeah the, of the day, like so many people had to see this for it to get to where we see it, and nobody pointed it out. And I think that that, because, that is actual because, representation to me is having someone in the room before the shit gets out. Yeah. Like it, yeah, representation should not just after. be external facing, right? It has to be internal. It has to come from every single, even with me and like my creators, but I carry the burden of like, if I'm not in this room. You know what I mean? They never will get in it. But sometimes you can feel locked in the room too. So it's just like we gotta find some yeah. type of, some type of balance. I think though I I
1: think it is
0: it's very strange. It's it's a weird
1: one. Obviously, everybody is so different and especially people who are born with limb difference had to pass on jobs because I think some people just assume, especially people in the industry when they're booking you they're like oh well we're looking for somebody with a limb difference so you'd be perfect and then like you get there and the things they want you to wear or do it's like well that wouldn't that doesn't actually match my I thought it was all and it's yeah. like no not the same
0: <laughs> like oh, Lord.
1: yeah and I think most people don't because it's more work and and yet it is mm-hmm. a little bit more work but the reality of it is that there is actually way more people with a limb difference than people give credit for and born that way. Mm-hmm. And but somehow it seems as though you only get credit if you lost a limb, but if you were born without a limb, then you don't really get the same respect. It's a, um, it's unfortunate, kind of even tying all the way back into what we are speaking about being a black girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to always, and I, I believe Ta- uh, Taraji spoke on this and that, that interview gets me every time. Mm-hmm how exhausting it, it is for a black women to show and have such a special story or have such a special work ethic or have done something or be one of the absolute best to just barely get invited. And it's the same thing with the, with the limb difference community. It's like, yeah, cool. But, but do you have a cool story? How'd you get like that? Were you
0: bullied? Like, were you born that way? Did you get to an accident? It's like, Oh my gosh. Not, were you bullied? They were like, we yeah. need a sob story to sell this.
1: they do yes that is the
0: reality within them like you have this thought and so you're putting it out on everyone else
1: that's yeah but that's that's how people believe they
0: can sell it yeah I mean so 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 what do you think for someone watching this it's like how could I love to learn love learn to love the skin that I'm in the body that I'm in and if they already do how can they maintain that love I
1: think you can learn to love the body you're in by just like going through the hard times together, right? Like I've learned when I'm not feeling it, when I'm not feeling confident, I'm not going to force myself to feel confident. Right. And I will say like sometimes on Instagram, like, I mean, not Instagram, those, those TikTok sounds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're fun and they're cute for a transition, but they're not, they should not be a mantra. <laughs> that should yeah, not yeah. be your words of affirmation. For you know, like it is actually okay to not feel like you are the finest person to walk into that room. But I think, you know, it's also okay to be on. I, I'm, I'm a really big person on being brutally honest with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and learning to do that without being disrespectful to myself. Yeah. I know how to talk to people. And if you know how to talk to people, then you should definitely know how to talk to
0: yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, not you reading me. No, <laughs> that, God, I got hit by a stray I was like whoa
1: <laughs> and, and, and the reality is getting to know yourself I've learned because I'm in front of the camera so much and I, I'm always on my phone and you know doing all of these videos and stuff the amount of times I, I get it out and I have to post it or I have to send it to people and they, they're gonna post it and make it look like such a big thing that I don't even like and then you know we all have done it right like we take a picture we hate it a month later, we, that's always going to happen. Right. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your body was just exhausted that day. Maybe you maybe you were just overstimulated. Learn to know yourself. Then mm-hmm. you'll learn to know like, okay, just because I'm not feeling confident today does not mean I am just worth nothing. It just right. means maybe today isn't the day for photos. Well, maybe my body genuinely doesn't want it.
0: Yeah. That's well, okay. Maybe the next day. Yeah. That's what it was me yesterday. Yeah. I was like, you simply cannot. And you've got to come yeah that like every day you won't be able to and that's okay I love yeah that. every day you're not gonna love it every time so yeah. do you feel like knowing yourself is like your superpower no knowing god is my superpower hello <laughs> you better talk about <laughs> it come on somebody Phrase period no me no me. truly no facts. where be if i did <laughs> no follow-up period <laughs> Next question so like hello because come on somebody well uh, yeah you get that you hear this, <laughs> so this is for you this is your segment this is God's dream yeah. if you will Thanks. so what do you wish you would have known little lyric or a lyric of 10 years ago if you could uh-huh. well really she should be with you you know your inner child but if you could go back then and tell her listen here what would you say
1: stop trying to figure everything out <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> because, like I mean, I think as little kids, we sit here and we dream about, you know, being here. And then as adults, hmm. we dream about being here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would I would literally tell my little self to, like, give yourself a break and start early. I think it's, hmm. especially if I had kids, I don't think, I, I started this new idea in my mind where I stopped talking to, like, Little Lyric and, like, yeah. stopped thinking about and doing things for Little Lyric about big lyric and thought about like being older lyrics so okay. that's really who I'm like focusing on I'm focusing on what big lyric needs and what big lyric you know needs to you know, to feel better and to mm-hmm. feel proud of this life little lyric did a great
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let her let her like rest and chill you know
0: mm-hmm. but big
1: lyric needs more attention
0: so that's that's kind of how I look at that you know what I'm saying I love that I, I yeah. love that because now it's like you can give kindness to this version of you too. Like you don't have to right. think of yourself as like tiny and innocent and blah, 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 just to deserve kindness because even here and now you still do, especially from yourself. Come on, come on. Sure. So we're gonna wrap it on down. So this is the last little part. It's called bid. So it's time to open bids. It's like letters, questions, whatever people can write in. Send us a question at, on you at gmail.com If you have one, we might answer it on the show. But how the question is, how do I redefine my own beauty standards and sort of deconstruct from Western society's default, which we talked about a little earlier? I was like, how to to
1: reset your own beauty standard. That's a that's a great question. Um, You know. I would be lying if I said I knew the answer to that. I, okay, well we don't
0: I, have to let
1: you know because I don't either. I mean, no, you, you, know what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, but if I had to, if I had to say something on how like I have been coping, mm-hmm. I've learned to not get stuck in one like, what do they call that? Uh, aesthetic. I, I get so I, I'm, I'm like maybe this year. I'll be in my, you know, European aesthetic or maybe I'll yeah. switch it up and in yeah, my my 90s era. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I just, I stop letting these different, the beauty, like how you see beauty, then what it is that you feel like beauty is. You know what I'm saying? That, and where, how do you project? It has to come from somewhere. And mm-hmm. if you're the one doing it, you're the source, which means it has to come from you. So mm-hmm. I would say like, you have to like learn, what beauty is to you, nobody, it, it it's so weird, especially being in this industry, in a beauty industry where everybody that I'm next to is more beautiful than the next. It's like, God, and I swear my boyfriend has to remind me all the time, like I see certain models and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous. He's like, so are you, and I'm like, not like this though. And he's like, sure. yeah. And, yeah, and also, <laughs> he's like and also i'm sure she's probably saying that about somebody else for sure or you and I'm like, yeah.
0: nine times out of ten no <laughs> yeah Like me all over dinner. Fight you we're gonna no. fight you i love that and then my last oh well this is kind of two in one what's something that you do it can be quick what's something that you do that makes you feel beautiful or serves as a reminder of your beauty i pray We love God over here. So you don't love God.
1: I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not even trying to say that to be like, you know, what a watered down answer. It's just the truth. I feel like. Yeah. Because when I feel the most unattractive, it comes from a place where inside I also feel overwhelmed. I feel overstimulated. I feel dragged down. I feel beat up by the world. I feel beat up by myself. And the only thing that really pulls me out of it is a conversation with God, shutting up for a second and letting him talk for a moment and then like breathing it out. I'm not saying praise and I get on my knees and I, you know, put my hands together. Like, no, sometimes I sit there and I'm crying and I yeah. feel disgusting. I might even punch a wall right. for him to be like, hold on. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and he speaks to me and then I'm like, I might take a nap, wake up and I feel so much better. That's the about.
0: That's how you know this is above me. This could not be me, because me, I would be in this rut for years. Me (laughs) was punching walls, right? Okay, just (laughs) just in jail punching the wall at this point, punching (laughs) And then we always (laughs) ask our guests this before we let you go. It's our final question. So it's how are you going to bid on you in this next season of life?
1: I am going to get up and keep getting the work done that time bidding on me.
0: Period.
1: Yeah, I've had my relaxed
0: era back to my work. <laughs> we in our ground here. This is a building year. I love Period. it. Building and chilling. Okay, <laughs> building so we can chill. Yes. Amazing. Thank you, my love. I literally Thank kept you the, the moon has risen. So I hope y'all <laughs> enjoy your vacay. Enjoy your anniversary. I'll
1: Thank you. you.
0: Thank you so much. Love you lot. Thank Bye. you. Love you more. Bye.